Hey yoga teacher, now is the time to make a much bigger impact in the world. You're listening to The Yogipreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurial yoga teachers who want to stop the hustle and overwhelm and instead create more income, freedom and success. I'm your host, Kelly McHugh, founder of Digital Yoga Academy, and I'm sharing business and marketing strategies to grow your community in a way that makes it easy to take action today. I believe that you have a unique message to share that your people need to hear. So let's get to it. Today's masterclass is really about how we can plan ahead by looking at the emerging trends that are coming up in the space. What's hot, what's not, so we can really focus ourselves. So this is a highly informative masterclass, okay? You're gonna learn, you're here to learn. This is educational, and I'm gonna be sharing a lot with you guys today. So I want you to focus. I want you to remove any distractions that you have going on right now. Turn your phone off, close the door, make sure you're taking notes. And I'm going to start, first of all, by really sharing some of the kind of broader marketing strategies that are really like in the spotlight right now. Okay. And you might listen to some of this and think, "Mm, I'm not sure how that really impacts me in my business, you know, me on my own. Perhaps a lot of you are working on your own, like you're a one man or one woman band. But it's good to know what's going on in this space that we that we're in, because even if I teach you a strategy today and you learn something new today and you think, oh, it's not really something that's going to apply to me right now. or It's not really something that I feel like I can do right now. I guarantee you, you're going to see it happening around you. OK, I'm going to share some of the kind of broader marketing strategies that are kind of popping in 2024, right? Then I'm going to move on to some strategies that are more focused on the online space that you guys are all operating in, okay? So what are the things that impact you as an online course creator, as an online yoga teacher, right? So that's this is where it's going to get really interesting. These are the strategies that you want to be really focusing on in your marketing. And, and some of them aren't new, right? Some of them aren't new, but they're definitely focus areas. And it might be a big reminder, especially for some of you who are students in our programs, it's going to be a reminder of what you should be focusing your efforts and your time and energy on, okay? Okay, are we ready? So you guys are here because you are entrepreneurial, right? You are driven. You want to make an impact with your business. You want to grow. Ultimately, you're here because you have a growth mindset and you're willing to do new things. You guys are my kind of people, okay? And Part of what I do religiously is I keep on top of what's happening in this space, okay? So not just, you know, being part of coaching programs and masterminds myself where I have interactions with six and seven figure course creators and online business owners, but also looking at the data that's available, right? The industry reports, I'm swatting up on this stuff. You know, I'm attending digital marketing summits and conferences so that I'm staying ahead of the curve, right? Because this space is constantly evolving, but also so that I can teach students inside my programs. So there's a there's a recent survey that found that 80% of marketers say that their industry has changed more in the past three years than in 
the last 50 years, right? 80%. So marketing is, is changing at a rapid rate. The reason is because consumers are changing. Yeah, we're changing. You know, our attitudes and our preferences are changing. And so it's really up to us as business owners to keep up, right? We must be willing and able to really change our strategies. Yeah, we've, we've got to have our finger on the pulse. We need to be listening to our students. Yeah, we need to be listening to our students and really making sure that we know what's happening in this space around us, right? The external forces that impact our business or the external forces that are at play because what worked last year doesn't necessarily work today. I really believe that the yoga teachers, the yogipreneurs who, who will win in 2024 are yoga teachers who really listen to their community. Those of you who are, you know, surveying your audience, for instance, those of you who, you know, take the time to niche down and get really specific on who you're serving. You know, when you do this, you learn so much about who you're serving and you understand the problem that you're solving. Okay. And, and that makes your marketing much more effective because marketing is communicating the problem that you solve. Okay, so niche down, right? Do it in 2024. If you haven't already, like this isn't going away, guys. It isn't. You know, the yogipreneurs who succeed and thrive online specifically are the yogipreneurs who have chosen and who have decided on their niche and, and who they're serving. Make sure you do it because you need to know the ins and outs of your people, right? You need to have done the work, done the research, and you need to go deep. Yeah, with this. So this isn't a trend, what I'm talking about here. This is a necessity, right? This is a necessity in order to, you know, not we're not just surviving here. We want to thrive online, right? So you need to create that message that's going to cut through this noisy online space that we're in. It's going to help you to reach the right people and, and convert those people into paying students. Yeah, that's what it's about, isn't it? So don't delay on this. Okay, so let's dive in, shall we? Let's dive. So any guesses what our number one trend might be? No surprise here. No surprise that AI is the biggest marketing trend right now. So last year is really the year where it kind of like burst onto the scene. And now people are really going to start to understand its potential this year. And Here's the thing, it's not really a trend. AI is now a permanent fixture, right? So we have a choice to either embrace it or to fall behind. You know, I've attended multiple marketing summits and conferences, you know, over the last few months. AI is the topic of the moment, like it is the hottest topic. You know, and many people are really fixated right now on how they can use AI to fast track their marketing efforts. Now, it's not just about creating content. Yeah, that's probably what all of you guys know about. It's like how you can create content more easily. It's not just about that. It can also help you to automate interactions with your audience. There's more and more people, you know, start to use AI to help them with their content. How can you stand out? Just to kind of give you a bit of context, with any 
new technology, there's always a period of adoption, right? And there's five stages of technology adoption. So you have like the innovators and the and the early adopters, right? People who get on board with something, a new platform, a new um, you know, technology, get on board with it right from the get-go. And in terms of, you know, you as business owners, you will adopt AI earlier than consumers. And the reason for that is because AI is providing a benefit to your business, i.e., you know, for example, making content creation easier. But for consumers, they're likely to adopt AI later on, right? So what this can result in is mistrust. Yeah, consumers being skeptical. What happens is they can become less trusting of businesses that are relying too heavily on AI, especially with customer service. We've all been there, haven't we? When you're talking to a bot and you're not able to speak to a real person and it's super frustrating, right? We've all been there. As humans, we crave connection, don't we? We crave connection with other humans. That's never going to change. And in my opinion, you know, people are more hungry than ever for real human interaction and connection. AI is really going to revolutionize how businesses analyze data, yeah, and how they use their data for advanced personalization, right? So when I said at the start that you, I might say some things today where you're thinking, well, oh, Kelly, that doesn't really apply to me as, you know, in my yoga business. But actually, we need to know these things, right? We need to know these things. We're putting the marketing hat on today. So just bear with me. Actually, personalization is the essence of marketing, you know, personalizing your marketing message. You know, when we talk about niching, for example, we're getting specific, aren't we? We're no longer being general. We're personalizing the message for a specific audience. And personalization can be much more targeted and specific than that. This personalization is about to get an, a, a facelift, you know, because of AI and because of the data, yeah, the vast amounts of data that AI can analyze, okay? So again, this might not be something that you're gonna use AI for in your business. However, let's you know be aware of the bigger picture here and these trends because it will affect the platforms that you'll be using. Let's say you're using a membership platform is using AI to serve up content inside the platform for your students based on their data based on the things that they've inputted into the system, based on how they're using the system. Okay, so just imagine that this membership platform has AI built into it and it can serve up the right content for your students based on their data. This is going to make things so much easier for us, actually. You know, it's going to make our businesses easier. And all of these things are possible, like they're happening now. So... You know, when we think about AI, we don't need to be fearful of it, guys. You know, the platforms that we're already using have AI capabilities in them already. Like Teachable has AI, Canva has AI capabilities, lead pages. All of this is, is there to help. And 
as it becomes more sophisticated and as these platforms, as you receive emails from these platforms saying we're launching this AI tool and we're launching that, pay attention to these things because these things are going to help you to make things easier in your business and they're going to help you to have better communications with your students they're going to help to create better experiences for your students as well right so it's important to really pay attention to this stuff okay so one of the ways that you can start exploring using AI in your business right now is through AI content repurposing tool we're using a tool called video.ai and what it does is it literally takes is a takes a video and then it cuts it up into the best clips that that you can then share across Instagram for Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and it will choose the best clips based on what you've talked about. And then it will add captions and emojis and all of that. And some of these tools will even schedule and post the videos for you, right? So there's video, which we use, but there's also... Um, get Munch, there's repurpose.io, there's Opus Clip, there's tons out there. So have a look at these things because they're there to make life easier, right? <laughs> um, so we, we've started using this now. We're, we've got a load of um, videos that are going to go out on TikTok that we've used video for, and it just saves so much time. ChatGPT is where most people are starting out, you know, and, and in fact, a lot of people kind of give up because the output isn't that great. And what we have to remember is the output is only as good as the input. Yeah, so there's a way to prime it, there's a way to prompt it. And it's not actually that ChatGPT is the issue, it's that we're not using it right. So there's an education issue, right? So we need to invest some time into learning more about it. So that's AI, so we wanna embrace it. Are we ready to embrace AI? Let's move on. Now, as I said, you know, in the age of AI, trust issues are going to continue to rise. And so we have this kind of skeptical, but also savvy online audience. And so because of this, you know, you're going to want to really play the long game and you want to, you'll want to really focus on building trust. And the way you can do that is through storytelling. Okay. So stories are really about creating this emotional connection with your audience. Cortisol, dopamine, oxytocin are released in our brains when we're told a story. Okay. So if we want to try and make something stick, if we want to make a point stick, Cortisol is going to assist in creating the memories so that people remember things. The dopamine is going to help us to regulate those emotional responses. So that keeps us engaged, right, in the story. And then, of course, we know oxytocin is about creating deeper connections with people. We want to tell stories. And we want we do this because we want we want this emotional connection, right? We want to have emotional connection with our students yeah and, and if you can do that you really start to build that trust in your relationship so how can you weave in more stories into your marketing quite often you, you've been where your students are now right so you've been on that journey that you want to take your students on okay part of that is being vulnerable right there's power in that vulnerability um, client story, testimonials, case studies, the results, your students' results, 
yeah but your personal stories the behind the scenes exactly your journey things that allow your audience to see themselves in you know they can see themselves in your messaging and in your branding so it's an important one really think about this because you're going to see it more and more and it's going to help isn't it because when everybody's using AI and everyone's kind of cookie like cutter the same thing plowing out the same kind of content is your stories that help you to stand out okay so this is a really important one to think about Okay, another big one, which also is based around authenticity, is values-based marketing. And this is a big one because think about your own um, behavior. We want to buy and we want to do business with companies that share the same values as us, right? We want we do this because we want to feel connection with 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 those brands. Yeah, if we're spending money. We want to feel connection with the businesses that we're spending money with. And so, again, this is something to really counteract the impact of AI as well. You know, so, you know, we want to ensure that we can retain this human connection. You know, one way that we can do this is being um, is really communicating what our values are as a business so have you done this have you thought about what your values are you know quite often it will be this your personal values as well is going to be weaved into the values of your business but have you thought about what the values are of your business so it's really about you know getting crystal clear on on who you are you know and not being afraid to stand up for something not being afraid to stand for something or not being afraid to turn someone off you know, remember, you know, if we try to appeal to everyone, we're going to end up appealing to no one, right? That's really a kind of marketing 101 lesson, you know, and, and the beautiful thing about, you know, stating who you are and what you believe in and what you stand for is that you automatically attract your perfect audience, like the people who share your values and who want to support you. And, you know, remember, spend spend time really having a think about your values yeah and what you stand for and what you don't stand for and think about look at how you can share content around your values that kind of highlight your commitment to your, your bigger purpose let's say yeah this can also be shown through um you know the partnerships that you get involved in you know are there any collaborations that you're pursuing you know, are there other businesses that you're working in partnership with? Are you aligned? So again, that's something to just really have a look at. When you've got these keywords, think about how you can create some content around that so you can start sharing this. So we're not just going, you know, going onto Instagram and saying, hey, these are my values and just sharing a list. But actually, how can you embody it into your content on an ongoing basis? Okay, so something to think about there, guys. That's something that everybody can do, right? You could all do that. The storytelling you can definitely do. You can definitely start looking at AI and how you can use that with your content creation. And you can definitely start doing this as well. So getting to grips with this, right? We can see how some of these things we can start to use them in, in our marketing. Perfect. And can you also see the, you know, where this is kind of coming from, you know, like how these things counteract the AI, the growth of AI and how we need to be really mindful of that to ensure that we're standing out, right? 
Okay, let's move on. So this is a big one and it's not something that's new. Okay, video marketing. Who here is using video in their marketing? So this isn't a really, a, it's not just a trend, is it? You know, it's this is a key player. It's been there for years. It's not really slowing down. Video is everywhere. Like over 80% of global internet traffic is video. People are clocking in an average of 17 hours a week watching online videos. 17 hours, like that's a massive audience. And, you know, thanks to AI, is also getting a facelift, okay? So video is getting a facelift. I mean, look at the tools, the repurposing tools, how quickly you can now create really cool video, you know, make it more engaging and more interactive. So keeping up is gonna be crucial, okay? One thing that's quite prevalent um, looking at this, this year ahead is user-generated content, okay? UGC, this is the real deal. Okay, content that's created by your students, by your community members who and they've tagged you in it. You know, though that type of content is something that you can then repost, right? You can reshare it to your feed, you can repost it to your story. This is content that's already been created by your users. So start having a start having a think about how you can encourage your students and your community members to create content that's related to your business that you can then share. Okay, the other thing is captions, okay? Because silent scrolling is now a thing, right? So captions is a must. There's also this ongoing debate between short form content and long form content. Now, the short form content is that easily digestible, it's the like snackable content. And it's the it's the content that's really like changed the landscape of social media over the last few years. Okay. So with Reels, TikTok, of course, you know, it's like the king of short form content. Now we have uh, YouTube shorts as well. So we have all of this, which is great. And I'm sure you're using it in your business, but we don't want to forget about long form content. Like this also has a big place. It's going to continue to have a place. There's a report that was done by Vistia and it says that 16% of your audience will stick with you to consume more than an hour of your video. 16% will stick around to watch more than an hour of video. So the question is, have you got content available or is it just TikToks and short reels? Or maybe it's not even that at all. Have you got some long form content that if somebody went onto your Instagram, they could go and binge watch that? Have you got that? So, you know, have a think about that. This is where going live, right? This is where going live really comes into play, doesn't it? And also going live, if we look at what we've learned around authenticity and the needs to have this genuine human connection, then we need that long form video. So, um, okay, lots to think about when it comes to video, guys. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, if you do your live videos, and this is something that I teach inside our programs, if you do your long form live video, like you go live in your Facebook group, you go live on Instagram and you deliver some kind of like educational piece, then you've got your video that you can put into your repurposing tool that you can pump out all of these shorter form videos 
done it all from one piece of content. So it actually makes your overall content creation even easier. Start with the long form and slice it up for the short form. <laughs> okay, there's another trend. Let's move on to it. It is voice search. So this might be one where you're like, oh my goodness, how am I going to apply this in my business? People are using their voice to find information. Are you doing this? Think about it. Are you using voice search? So voice search, because of the nature of how we speak, has a more conversational tone, okay? People are phrasing their questions, you know, into Google. You can do it on your phone. I've, I do it on my phone. You know, if I'm on the go, I will talk into my phone to find some information rather than standing there and typing it in. So that people are phrasing their questions, their queries, as if they're talking to a real person. Hey, we're going to see this more and more. I mean, we've been talking to Siri for a while, no? <laughs> have we not? How long have we been talking to Siri? These are voice assistants, aren't they? And it allows you to search for information on the go. And this is going to become more and more common. So you might be thinking, oh gosh, I, didn't, I haven't even done the SEO piece yet. And now you're telling me I've got to optimize for voice. SEO is search engine optimization. Okay, so it's the keywords that we use on our website that allow us to show up in a search result on Google. So when someone types something into Google, your website can show up if you've, if you've optimized your website for the right keywords. Now this is gonna include voice search as well, okay? So let me just give you a bit of, um, data to back it up because I do love studies and I do love data to back these things up. So hopefully you can see this. But basically, this is a study by PricewaterhouseCooper. 71% of consumers would rather use a voice assistant versus typing something in. Yeah. 36% of respondents said they'd rather use a voice assistant to shop than visit a physical store. Okay. I don't want you to get overwhelmed with this and think, oh my gosh, I didn't even do SEO and now I've got to do voice search. It's something to think about and just start to see it. Start to see it happening in the space. Start to see your own behavior changing and how you're searching. It's going to be interesting. And you'll be like, huh, I remember when I was on that masterclass with Kelly back in January and she told us about this and now I'm seeing it more and more. Okay. So actually, you know, if we think about how you can apply it to your business, right? What you can start doing is when you are writing blog posts for your website, okay, so this is one of the ways that you can improve your SEO is by writing fresh content for your website. Start thinking about um, how people ask questions, okay? So, you know, people are going to start their sentences with words like how, what, where. So this means that the content that you create can be built around these question-based keywords, thinking about questions that people ask and how you can write content that answers the question. It's really about making your content more conversational when you're optimizing it, when you're writing it. So before I move on to the next one, just a little reminder, the yoga businesses that make it, okay, the ones that are really going to take off, they do it by offering information and education on the front end, and then they sell on the back end. So what this comes down to is putting out blog posts, podcasts, live videos, long form content 
content that people can go and find, watch, listen, read. Yeah, content that people can binge. Content that's going to allow your community to form a relationship with you in the process. Okay, there's something that works really well with this. There's a there's a type of content that works really well in doing this, and it's podcasting. Okay, so think about it. Think about your own behavior. Usually when you listen to a podcast, you listen all the way through. Sometimes that might be an hour at a time. Sometimes you might go on to the next one and listen to the next one. Podcasting is, you know, it's not something new. It hasn't, it's been around for a very long time. But in 2024, this is like a hybrid content type that's the trend and it's video podcasting so you can still upload the audio to all of the you know traditional places like apple spotify all of those places but you can also upload the video version onto youtube and so that allows a new audience to find you as well now those of you who are in our programs you know that I'm always encouraging you to start a podcast and it opens up many doors for collaborations as well. If you follow the repurposing strategy of doing a live video, you can use the audio to create the podcast and then you also have the video as well. Okay. So, and as I said, you can repurpose, you can pull out all of those, all of those clips as well. So have a think about, you know, your content strategy in full and how it can apply to all of these different channels. Wonderful. Okay, so, so far we've looked at AI, storytelling, values-based marketing, video, voice search, and video podcasting. Now I want to get a little bit more specific with the strategies that are more related to having online courses and, you know, being in the online yoga space. Okay. so. What we do today doesn't work forever, you know, so we have to be constantly evolving. We have to be shifting in line with what's going on in the world and in line with consumer behavior. And that's something that's not fluid. You know, it's not something that's once and done. And, you know, it means that we need to be reflective. It means we need to be innovative in what we're doing. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to blame recessions or to blame, you know, the economy and to say, Oh, people aren't buying right now. People can't afford it right now. It's easy to say that. Like, I do not buy it. There is evidence that people are growing exponentially. People are having great online courses. They're having great launches, despite what's happening in the economy. So I really see this as a beautiful invitation for us all to just do a little bit better, you know, and how we show up. Yeah, a little bit better in how we create our messaging and how we do our marketing, because that's really where it comes down to. It's not what's happening out there. It's what we're doing as a business owner and how we're showing up. The online course industry is predicted to hit something like 308 billion by 2030. You know, this is big. This is a growing industry. It's huge, right? It's huge. We need to ditch the excuses in 2024 and really make sure that we have a strategy that we're following. Yeah. And we're consistent. Yeah. And we're showing up for ourselves and for our students. No more excuses. We've got to get out of our heads. Focus on the task in hand, which is serving, right? Which is being aligned with our purpose and our mission and what we came here to do, right? That's the bigger thing. Okay. Little pep talk out the way. <laughs> so 
people are taking longer to make a purchase decision. What I'm going to share with you now is important. Like this is one of the key changes that's happening right now. And it's a change in buyer behavior, people taking longer to make their decision. So when we're doing a live launch of our online course, you know, we're creating a lot of hype, we're creating momentum, we've got these kind of fast you know, early bird act fast action bonuses or limited time bonuses. You know, we've got that urgency built into our kind of open enrollment period. And one of the things that we're seeing now in this in this space is a bigger shift to people who are enrolling at the end of the open enrollment period. So they're not necessarily buying from like the launch hype and the incentives and, and just that. They're actually buying because they've needed time to sit with it and to process whether or not your course is for them. Okay. And so what this may cause you as a course creator, this may cause you some panic, right? This might might make you feel like, oh my gosh. This isn't selling, you know, I'm not getting the sales in. And then what happens is you get in your mind, okay, and you get so caught up in that, that you give up halfway through the launch and you stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. And what I want to kind of share here is that we don't want to ramp down during the launch. We always want to ramp up with our activity. Like people are having longer purchasing cycles okay and so they're being more discerning with the things that they're buying you know they're really kind of asking themselves is this a good investment for me is this right for me right now like it doesn't mean they don't want to buy okay but they want to know that what they're going to get into is going to be a good experience for them so it's up to you as the business owner as the course creator to make sure that you're sharing that information with them that you're letting them know why it's going to be a good experience for them and that you're not getting in your heads and giving up halfway because you haven't got the sales at the start of your enrollment open period people are taking longer to make their buying decisions there's a shift in this now, this is really interesting. Okay, so listen up. Google did a study, and this study says that people need to be able to consume around seven hours of content across 11 different pieces of content. So that might be 11 podcast episodes or 11 Instagram posts, but is there seven hours worth of content? that you have for your people to consume across those 11 pieces of content. So where are all the places that you are visible? Maybe you're on YouTube, maybe you're on, um, you know, you've got a podcast, maybe you're doing live trainings on your Instagram, maybe you've got a Facebook group, maybe you're sharing content through your emails, let's say. The, the reason for this, really, it comes down to this trust again. So this is where your long form content really helps to build that trust. Seven hours in total. Okay, so let's say they've consumed across different channels and they've looked at 11 different pieces of content. But within those 11 pieces of content, there needs to have been like seven hours worth of content. Yeah. Before buying. Yes. People need to see whether you're someone that they trust, like whether you're someone that has authority in your space. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is going to be done 
through your kind of pre-launch phase and how you nurture people through your email list, okay, and through your social media, whether you're doing that consistently, yeah, whether, you know, if you're in a launch and you're launching an online course, are you showing up consistently? Are you doing masterclasses? Are you doing webinars? If you've got your long-form content on your podcast as well and you're doing weekly videos, all of that mounts up. Okay, so this is a big reminder here for the profitable yoga teachers who are watching today. <laughs> a little bit of tough love coming your way. If you don't have your content plan in place, which you should have by now, right? And you're doing that long form content that you've learned about in the lessons. Let this be a wake up. Let this be a big reminder why this is so important. You know, if you're doing a partnership with someone, let's say you've done a pot, you've become a guest on someone's podcast, someone new discovers you, and then they go over to your Instagram and all they see is carousels and reels, but there's nothing there that they hinge on to really build that trust and to really see that you're an expert. You know, you may have lost that opportunity because you haven't got that long form content, right? Yes, exactly. Um, so this really you know, really, really kind of builds on the um, the trust element, right? Trust equals sales, guys. Yeah, trust equals sales. It's not a lot of work when we have a content plan and we know what our weekly topic is. When we schedule that we're going to go live on that day, then we've got the video, we've got the audio, we've got, we can, you know, cut up that video into, put it into video. It takes hardly any time pump out the reels and the TikToks, like it's all there. We need a strategy. We just need to know what we're doing. Like when we know what we're doing, we've got something to work on, you know, and we can give it a go, we can make it better and we make it better and we improve, right? It's always about continuous improvement, isn't it? So let's go into this year with a, with a great mindset around, I can do this. This is possible for me. I can do this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Of course we have. Of course we've got it. That's why we're here. Come on. <laughs> right. Okay. When we look at all of these trends, guys, the people who are going to win, which is you guys, you guys are going to win, you know, are the people who number one, show up and number two, show up consistently, you know, show up with enough content that helps people to feel like they can try before they buy, right? They can get to know you and they can understand that you're the expert that's, that can help them, right? That can help them with, with their problem that they have. Yeah, ultimately we all have problems that we need to solve. We need solving. So just recognize that people are taking longer to make decisions. Our content help people to make decisions, yeah? Okay, um, so what we shouldn't be doing, absolutely not, what we absolutely should not be doing is saying like a week before, hey, my course is going to be open next week for enrollment. And then the following week, we launch our course and that's it. We haven't taken the time to warm people up, to take people on a journey. Like I teach all of this inside the Profitable Yoga Teacher Program, right? That all the launch phases and how you use those periods to actually nurture and build trust and take people on a journey so that they understand that your course is the right course for them. Yeah. 
Okay, let's move on. Got a couple more to go through. So conversion events, right? So conversion events, and actually specifically the trend here, and again, this applies to you as course creators. So for those of you in the Profitable Yoga Teacher Program, you know about this anyway, because I teach this in the program, but low paid launch events, okay? Conversion events. So, you know, some of you have perhaps been in a low paid conversion event of mine. Who here was in the online yogi immersion? I know lots of you were. It was a seven day immersion that is a conversion event, okay? So you would come into the immersion and at the end you had the opportunity to enroll in the Profitable Yoga Teacher Program, okay? So these conversion events, they're the challenges, the boot camps, the immersions, webinars to convert your audience during that live launch, okay? So this isn't a new strategy, but the shift is in charging for that event. So I'm definitely seeing that in the online space, you know, following other coaches and my own coaches and what I've been doing the last few immersions, we've, we've charged as well. And it's a low cost paid masterclass event or boot camp or whatever it might be, or maybe a summit, right? So, but low cost. Um, so the last two immersions that we've done have been a low paid event and we've seen the biggest sales to date from those two events. Okay. Our conversion rate increased dramatically. We had less participants, but more sales, hence the increase in conversion. So, you know, even with that $11 price tag, it's super low, but it meant that the teachers that came in, they wanted to really be there. Okay. And they showed up more engagement was higher. It also means that there's been an investment in your business that's taken place. Like someone has already invested and therefore they're more likely to invest again, right? So at a very, at a basic level, if you already have a course that you've launched, have you always included a, a conversion event as part of your live launch strategy? Or have you just launched with emails and content and you haven't done some kind of webinar or boot camp or masterclass? And then you wondered why you haven't hit your targets. Okay. It's the conversion event that's going to help you to make the conversions essentially. So something to consider and also to consider it as a low cost ticket event. Okay. Launch email sequence. Okay. So this is another one for you guys. This should be part of your launch strategy. Those teachers that have come into the Profitable Yoga Teacher Program who have had successful launches, they've all had their email sequences in place. Now, what I do see, you know, within the yoga teacher community is a lot of fear around email sequences and, you know, fear around sending emails almost daily. Okay. So hands up if that is you. The fact remains, if you're live launching, okay, if you're doing that open cart, closed cart, live launch, you need to have a live launch email sequence. And that's a sequence that's automated, almost daily emails during that live launch open cart period. Okay. Without it, to excuse the phrase, you're leaving money on the table, guys. And all of the efforts that you put into your conversion event that we just talked about are kind of put to waste because people need longer to make their decision, right? We've just talked about that. So this is why all of this relates. It's all related. But your emails are key to really building that relationship and maximizing your visibility because you're in someone's inbox 
every single day, right? So it's going to help you to establish that credibility, that authority. And, you know, some people might have signed up for your launch event, but for whatever reason, they didn't attend. So the email sequence is your opportunity to make sure that you can sell to them if they didn't come into the conversion event. Don't forget the email sequence. You need the email sequence. And if you need support with this, I teach it inside our programs, okay? We need to be looking at who we are uh, working with in our space, other experts that we can collaborate with. And I talk about this a lot. It's been, it was cited as a key trend last year. Um, it's going to continue to grow this year. You know, if, if you're yet to look at who has influence in your space and how you can work with those people, like now is the time to do that. Have a think about how you can up the ante when it comes to partnerships in 2024. Okay, evergreen and membership models. Again, nothing new here, but definitely I'm seeing new ways of offering, you know, evergreen and membership models. Um, many online course creators and coaches are creating these kind of high ticket, all access membership passes to their content. Now I'm talking like 5K, 10K. There's different ways to uh, create membership models and you know or subscription models but essentially this is allowing you to bring in revenue on a continued basis right providing you retain your members right that's the important thing isn't it is providing you retain your members going back to that point that i kind of brought up earlier around personalization that's actually key to retaining your members so if you know you've got new students coming into a membership, how can you personalize their journey from the entry point from when they first come in? How can you signpost them to the most relevant content for them? Okay, because what we don't want to do, and this is important for those of you who have memberships or are thinking about having memberships, and I do teach about this inside the Prosperous Yoga Teacher Program, but what we don't want to do is have a hundred videos available inside our membership and then a new student comes in and we leave that student to their own devices to make a decision on which video to watch first. That's what we don't want to do. Instead, we need to know information about our new members, don't we? We need to create a pathway for them that signs post them to the most relevant video, to the most relevant lesson or class for where they are at in their own personalized journey. Yeah. When we do this, we remove the overwhelm. Okay. When we have a pathway for someone versus they come in and they're, they're, they're just, you know, they've got a hundred videos to choose from. That's overwhelming. It's like, oh my gosh, which one, where do I start? You know, instead, we want to give them focus, don't we? we want to help them to come back because they have a pathway to follow. People love taking steps, right? People love steps. You know, they love frameworks. And the same applies here. So how can we apply that, this personalization, to our membership? And actually, we can also match up this pathway. We can match it up with our emails that we send to them as well. We can have specific email sequences for different members, depending on which pathway they're taking. That's how we keep people, right? So we need to be thinking about these things. 
All righty then. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking with me. I know I've shared a lot. So if we think about the things that we need to focus on, okay, for lead generation, for building our audience, collaborations, right? Video content, storytelling, sharing our values in our marketing, in our content, optimizing our website for voice by writing in a more conversational tone, starting a podcast, filming it. So you've got that video podcast. Then for our online offerings and our launches, evergreen models. So, I mean, that's a whole masterclass on its own. <laughs> There's a lot there. There's a lot. Memberships, low cost paid conversion events. Yeah. Email launch sequences. Recognizing that buyer behavior has shifted and people are taking longer to buy and then shifting our launch timeframes to accommodate that. I mean, what we need to remember ultimately, and it's why you're all here in, you know, in the Digital Yoga Academy community but ultimately looking at where we are focusing our efforts, you know, with, with the business model that we have. Okay. So, you know, if we're just teaching in studios and I know you guys aren't doing that, or maybe you're shifting from that, but actually having an online business model, allowing you to create online courses, to create memberships, and I'm not saying don't teach at studios or don't do anything that's in person, but have that vertical in your business that allows you to create a digital asset like an online course or a membership that you can sell again and again and again, that you create once and you sell again and again and again. And an online course that allows you to reach more people around the world, right? It allows you to support more students. Ultimately, you know, you're not confined to the walls of a room, you know, where you can fit maybe 10 mats in, in a space. You can reach far more people around the world and create a bigger impact around the world, which is exciting, isn't it? Um, so lots happening, lots happening here at Digital Yoga Academy. We've got some things up our sleeve this year, which I'm super excited about. Um, I'm not going to spill the beans just yet, um, but there are things happening. If you want to know how we can support you in 2024 with the programs and um, new offerings that we have coming up, drop me a little message. Let's have a little chat. <laughs> If you're thinking about joining a program, I really encourage you to just send me a message. Um, just send me a message and let's chat because we are making some changes. So you probably want to get in before we make those changes, right? So send me a message. Let's have a little chit chat. And I'd love to explore how we can support you more in um, this year. We're here for you. This is your space. This is your community to really get the support that you need. We are here for you. Okay. Lots and lots of love. See you all soon. You've been listening to the Yogipreneur podcast brought to you by Digital Yoga Academy, the leader in business and marketing education for yoga teachers worldwide. And if you loved what you learned today, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And remember that learning is nothing without taking action.